letter seventy of the history of lady barton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the history of lady barton by elizabeth griffith letter seventy lord hume to lord lucan would you believe it lucan i am become a philosopher and that by the worst of all possible means experience i find there is no such thing as permanent happiness for in the very moment that i look down with pity upon kings my cup has been dashed with a good smart dose of colo quintida for some time before my marriage both sir george cleveland and i observed that my dear fanny was frequently dejected and melancholy but whenever we seemed to take notice of this indisposition of mind she attributed it to the change of climate and immediately assumed an air of cheerfulness for my own part i sometimes thought that her uneasiness might proceed from a recollection of my former conduct and therefore endeavoured to dissipate her suspicions by every mark of the sincerest attachment i flattered myself i had succeeded as she had given me her hand without the least affectation of reluctance which young ladies sometimes assume the appearance of in order to enhance the value of the gift i think there never was a blither bridegroom than myself indeed i felt myself most truly happy yet my fanny's fits of melancholy frequently returned and i have sometimes surprised her in tears i used to kiss them off and beg to know the cause she constantly evaded my request but with so much tenderness and delicacy that i could not insist on her compliance or even let her see that i was unhappy myself lest it should render her more so in this kind of mortal state we passed several weeks but a letter that was delivered to her lately has unravelled the mystery we were alone in her dressing-room when it was brought to her while she read it her countenance changed so visibly that i could not avoid taking notice of it to her she burst into tears and exclaimed my unhappy sister what is she dead i asked not yet she answered and sunk back as if near fainting in her chair by heaven lucan i would not go through such another moment for the diamond eyes of the indian idol i forgot his name that are computed to be worth a million and a half as soon as she had recovered she entreated me not to mention what had happened to sir george or his lady then told me that lady barton was the most miserable being upon earth from the villainy of a vile fellow who lives in their neighbourhood and was himself in love with her who by a false accusation of her to her husband has rendered him so outrageously jealous as almost to endanger sir william's life that from her sister's letters she had reason to believe that she also was dying and implored me to set out for ireland with her immediately in order to rescue lady barton if possible by removing her from that scene of misery and distress 
i readily acquiesced in her desire discovering still new charms in her tender and generous affection for her unhappy sister which has been the sole source of her melancholy she gave me many prudent reasons for not acquainting her brother with this affair so that our scheme was mentioned at dinner as a sudden thought and everything was fixed for our setting out in two days but pity me lucan when i tell you that my whole of life my heart's dear fanny was taken ill that night the next day grew much worse and on the third the physicians pronounced her disorder to be a miliary fever she is now thank heaven out of danger but weak low and in her bed i did not know how truly how fondly i loved her luke until now i am not ashamed of the blot a tear has just made her impatience to set out for your country is unabated but i fear it will be some time before her strength will be equal to the journey she has commanded me to write a few lines in gaieté de coeur to lady barton as if jealous of the correspondence between them and saying that i will only allow her to answer her letters in person this is meant to excuse her silence without alarming her about her illness how tender how considerate i hope to see you soon in dublin and that we shall return to england together if lady barton should come with us we shall be a good melange enough for a part i am resolved to be gay my wife will i hope be cheerful when she has rescued her sister from the green-eyed monster you will be polite and agreeable at least and i think lady barton will have no great cause to be sorrowful at leaving a husband with whom she has never been happy as fanny has now confessed to me on this occasion in my next i hope i shall be able to fix the day of our setting out till we meet adieu my dear lucan yours hume end of letter seventy